0: All right, hello Robert. Hello doing? Thomas. Hi Chris, how Th- are you? Very well mate, yourself? Excellent. Awesome. So I just wanted to talk about your office in Bankstown. Right, right? yeah. Wiseberry in Bankstown, is that a good market? Is it a market that is
1: moving uh, in October? Bankstown's always been a good market. Yes. Uh, Bankstown's a fantastic place to live. Um, it's, a, it's a melting pot of cultures, it truly is and uh, We've got price in sales side of it. We've got price ranges from the, you know, the low, very low 400s all the way up to a couple of million bucks. So right. it's, it's a, a wonderful place to live. Uh, it outperforms a lot of suburbs, usually in growth. Um, and there's a lot of things coming to Bankstown. Like there's a new university being built in Bankstown. The light like, rails coming through into Bankstown. Um, if you want to go out and eat, I think you can pick from any continent in the world maybe uh, apart from Antarctica to go and eat. Right. Um, so yeah, absolutely fantastic place to live.
0: Okay, let's start with the first thing first because I've been talking to other people yep. close to the inner west and they're talking about the rental markets has yep. been down for them. So let's talk about the rental market in Bankstown. How is that now going?
2: It has been uh, down actually. Um, we've noticed that um, it's dropped by about 10%, especially for units. Because there's an oversupply of units, the older units are, are slower to move than the newer ones. Because right. people want the newer stuff is always more in demand. Mm-hmm. But uh, for example, we're renting brand new units in Percy Street for five fifty before. The same unit now is renting for five hundred, and right. it, we're lucky to get five hundred. Whereas houses are, are being very very steady, and there's a demand for houses. Yes. So we're finding that. Um, with houses, it, it's, it's still pretty good. They did come back a bit, but now that they seem to be picking up a little bit again. So, um, and there's more demand for housing than what there is for units. Okay. So uh, the rental market has picked up, whether it's the warmer weather, we have noticed a, a, a big difference. Um, yeah, and more so, more so in houses than, than units. Okay. Units are still a little bit, a bit slow.
0: Okay, so yeah. has it gone back to pre-Covid in terms of rental prices?
2: Um, no, I'd say it's about the same. Right. It's about the same. So uh, prices did go back, right? And then they've sort of picked up again. Uh, we're about the same as pre-Covid, I'd say now. So yeah. back to some normality. Yeah. When Covid hit, we did have a bit of a, a downturn as well. Um, there was
1: also a fair bit of a, an influx of new properties, new units into the market Yes, uh, during COVID too. So a lot of those developments that were being finished off, uh, developers were holding on to maybe half their stock, uh, selling half the development and uh, keeping half the development. So they were coming into the rental market, flooding it with new units. And that's why the yep. older units were taking a little bit more time to rent and they took a little bit of a hit because uh, we had such an influx of these new properties onto yes, the
0: market. I understand. So, do you have any a good rental story or a good landlord story?
2: Yeah, I do have one. Uh, this is this is one that uh, Frankel uh, shared with me. Um, he had a property at Seventy One Oak Drive, Georges Hall, uh, listed for five eighty per week, which was thirty dollars above market. Usually, yes. they rent for about five fifty. Those type of homes. He had twenty groups of people through that attended the first open, and it was leased within the first week to a a top applicant, obviously. So, um, and an owner that lived in the same street noticed um, and obviously gave him his number because he actually picked up another property in the street because he had it with another agent and they, they weren't able to lease it for, I think it was on the market for about three weeks without being leased so um yeah he picked up another one from that so he was happy and he the, the neighbor noticed that we turned it around fairly quickly yes so uh, that was due to obviously our, our marketing and and the demand yes and also for those he's homes. very meticulous in the
0: way he works you know he if if I wish landlord could see what he does for them behind the scene. it's it's very meticulous. He goes through by the books, everything has to be crossed all the T's and Correct. all the dots on the eyes. and yeah. that works. It, it talks in terms of results absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. What about the sales market? What's
1: happening? sales market look at clearance rates on auctions are, are only just slightly below what they were for this time last year wow uh, so we're like uh, at 71 percent clearance rate where last year was 73 right uh, so for this time last year which is a big increase from where we were during the beginning of COVID, i think it dropped down to about 30 30 clearance rate in the middle of COVID. so now we're you know more than doubled back to close time where we were last year uh medium sale price for the homes is up as well it's uh, had about a seven percent growth We're at about 960 for the average in Bankstown, not the surrounding areas, but specifically in Bankstown. Yes. Mm. Um, And unit average unit prices have also increased because of that um, off the um, off the plan development starting to settle now, because a lot of those units are being finished. So that's also had a good increase of about uh, not about we are at 521 for the medium uh, sorry 520 for the medium sale price with about a four and a half percent growth for units uh, over the last 12, rolling 12 months. Okay. So the sales market is strong. Um, and I think I've heard this in a lot of areas and I don't think whether COVID, outside of COVID, what market it is, we're short on stock, um, but there is a big demand. So sometimes it's short on stock. We haven't got a huge demand, but there is a big demand for, uh, for homes at the moment. Right. In some price brackets, we're seeing huge numbers through the open homes. Um, yeah,
2: so under up to about a mil, there's big demand for houses more so than units units are moving but they're moving slower and only if they're priced right so the ones that we've been selling have been priced right and we've been turning them over Uh, but there is more units on the market that are not moving houses however seem to be moving a lot quicker especially in that average 850 to 9 950 range is is a good range under that mill mark there's a big demand okay and then top end houses, I've noticed, are still moving as well, um, but obviously not as much as the the under one mil properties.
1: There have been sales in outside and inside that Bankstown area at that one two one four one eight mark punch bowl Bankstown, Georges Hall. There have been those sales, but it's not the the norm of the area. The the majority, as I said, the median property house price in Bankstown is at nine sixty. For example, I had a house, and funnily enough, it's very hard to pick at the moment. I had a house go to auction. Uh, During the auction campaign, it wasn't a a huge response. We did the same marketing. It was a little bit funny. Um, The inquiry we had, it got passed in. The following week, in one week, I had 36 groups of people come through the property the week after the auction, and it went under contract almost straight away. Um, That fell over. The uh, buyer couldn't get finance. Went back on the market in two weeks. I had 45 groups of buyers come through, and again, it's gone under contract for more than we sold it for the first time. Um, actually, for more than we had the reserve price on it. So, that, and that was in that below 800 price range. So we're I'm finding that huge buyer interest in that 750 to 800 bracket. Yep. That eight to nine bracket is it's strong. Yep. Um, and it you can almost you can almost pick the buy type that you are going to come through the property. Um, depending on the location, the size of the block, and what it's got to offer, whether it's going to be developers, homeowners, um, or investors. You can always pick the people are going to come and buy it.
0: But you'll find that things are actually going to increase for the units because up until uh, 850 or 900, first buyers are going to be pushed in as long as it's new. And also they have eased the uh, lending Lending criteria. So therefore, there's going to be uh, more buys and and a ripple effect (laughs) from the first home buys into much higher and more expensive property
1: so they still get their uh their exemption their standard exemption if it's second hand yeah um so we're still finding the smart ones with a good deposit coming through and getting good value for money in their units because they're buying quite a large maybe five ten year old unit that might be uh you know 110 square meters internal plus double car parking and so forth with reasonable strata Whereas if they for around that 480 500 mark, whereas if they buy new, they're getting into that 550 600 bracket. Sure, they get the 10,000 dollar grant from the government, um, free stamp duty, and free stamp duty. But that second hand unit range is still attractive to the first home buyers. But there's a lot for them to choose from. Right, and that's that's the issue we're having. There's a bit of a, a, a glut in the market of units because they've all completed at a similar time. Uh, it doesn't say that we're not getting results for good units. Good units, a good property will always sell if it's priced well. Mm. Um, so that's that's a that's a good thing. But we are seeing strong first-time buys through our units. As yeah,
0: well. the good thing, Chris, is that I've seen you at auctions. You, you know how to stir buys and you know how to get it going. It's fun. <laughs> so even for those units, I mean, as an auctioneer, yeah. I'd say you know, even though a lot of auctioneers will tell me they're ninety percent of the jobs being done by salespeople Absolutely. beforehand. It still takes a little bit of a comedian, a bit of an actor to get things going and stir them up, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. As an auctioneer and as a sales agent, um, and I've actually called an an auctioneer in to do a property that I've had years ago because it was such a big turnout, I needed another feet on the ground, so to speak, to deal with the buyers. Uh, A good auctioneer can't make a bad campaign good. He can help at the end. A bad auctioneer can make a good campaign bad, though. Yes. So if you're a sales agent, you really need to make sure you're picking a good auctioneer that's going to come in, maybe interview you and have a chat with the owners prior to the auction day, really get to understand um, what's been going on, the buyer feedback, helping you to get the owner's expectation to maybe where you need and maybe help the buyers get them to beyond where they need to pay to to secure the property. Uh, So a good auctioneer will always help um, the agent out. makes a difference. A good campaign, making a, a, a... you know, finalising a good campaign with a success, rather than stumbling after a good campaign.
0: Yeah, I mean, Robert, how, how long have you been in business now?
1: Well, since Jesus played no, full-back for Probably Greece. before Bankstown was created, <laughs> in probably. Bankstar, mate. It's, uh... <laughs> Since uh, uh, I think you say
2: the first, sold the first caves to uh yes, mate. Uh, almost twenty-eight years, Thomas. Yeah.
0: So what so, I'm trying to get to is that you know the Bankstown market, like the back of your pocket, pretty well.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes, mate. Uh,
0: so would you say that in the twenty-eight years, it things have changed in terms of demography in Bankstown?
2: Uh, dramatically, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Um Back then, the demographics were a little bit different. There was a lot more uh, Australians in, in the area, which was which is great because they're they're beautiful to deal with. And then um, the Lebanese and the, and the Vietnamese were a little bit minor. Now they've they've come in and and they family. The coin. Yeah. Now now they've become <laughs> dominant, right? So yes. most of our clients are. Lebanese and um, the Vietnamese, the majority. But we still get the Europeans there, there's still the that's old a big mix. Italian, it's a big mix. Yeah. the Greeks are still there, a lot of Macedonians are still there, and there are still a few Australian people And yeah, That's a fun thing well.
0: about you, every time I go so. down and see you, you still manage to pull me into a, an Italian restaurant. <laughs> and I thought there was more yes, Vietnamese mate. and Lebanese restaurant <laughs> down there. Love Guts
2: <laughs> in Bankstown, yep. Very, very good. So.
0: Looking at the new budget
2: here, uh, how are you reading the market going into Christmas? I think the budget is fantastic. I think there's a lot of um, good incentives there. Uh, I think the government's done a very good job putting that budget together because it's obviously going to help businesses, but it's also going to help people get into the market as well. So they're they're trying to stimulate the property market. So I I think there's going to be a lot of good things coming out of that um, budget where people are gonna go for, for property more so than what they have been. Um, I, I think a lot of people have been sitting on the fence as well. Apart from the coastal regions where they've been doing coastal changes and, and moving up to the coast because people are working from home now rather than working in the city. Right. Um, I think that this budget is gonna drive people to invest more in real estate. So hopefully we're gonna be a little bit more busier with. Investors coming back in, first home buyers coming
1: back in. Where so probably been a little... bigger
0: a bigger focus on units then.
1: Well, it, look, I don't know if it's going to be units. What I think is a lot of the the shortage of properties we have at the moment is the lack of confidence in the market coming from the owners, from our vendors. Right, Um, hence the builders are holding off. Right, builders are holding off. um, Correct. The the builders are holding off, the owners are holding off that sea change. Um, The ones that are doing it are still finding they're getting good prices because there is a shortage and the buyers are still there. I think this economy, what Robert said is right, is that it's going to create stability uh, and confidence back within the economy which will bleed, obviously, through into our vendors and our buyers. So those vendors, I think, will have more confidence listing their home. Whether it's coming into Christmas, I think we'll need maybe a few weeks adjustment to people start to absorb that that feel of security through themselves before they say, okay, now it's time. Maybe towards the end of this year, which we only have nine weeks before Christmas, I think it is, mm. maybe at the beginning of next year we'll have a, a, bit, a, a bit more of a, a go at it, I think, prop yeah, stock levels will increase um biosecurity i think is there because the banks are lending um, and there are starting And to money is up, cheap and, and, and oh, money is very cheap i don't i don't think i know anyone that's not looking at refinancing their mortgage at the moment if they can't get their rates down to yep. you know 2.2 or 2.5 percent um so money is very very cheap so i think the properties are going to come in the market because the economy will show some stability from what the government is doing and then the, uh, so those will, will see an increase in houses on the market. Once that come on the market, uh, the whole thing's going to increase. The buy stability, uh, security's going to come back and confidence will be there. So, yeah. With I the, don't see it an overnight thing. I don't think it's going to happen within the next four or five weeks before Christmas. Um, but I think beginning of next year, people will see they'll be over COVID. They'll see the c- stability. And all.
2: I agree with Chris. There's always a transition period, whether it's a couple of weeks or a month. People will start to... Um, go for finance a bit more and the banks are going to loosen their lending a little bit now so they're going to be able to give people a little bit more of a loan whereas before they were holding off but I don't think the banks will will loosen it straight away I think it's going to be a gradual thing because they've invested so much money in making all these little procedures where people mate, have they, to jump hoops mate, to get loans straight away. <laughs> they want to
1: lend money out. Mate. If
2: they're smart, they will. They all want but to lend I think money out. it's going to be a slow process loosening the, uh, the lending policy. We right. had
1: seen we had seen a lot of the properties we were selling um, more than one or two valuations getting done. So the brokers were shopping right. around for the buyers, yeah. trying to get the best deal for the buyers. Oh, wow. Um, so they're yeah. going to get two or three different banks aiming who's going to give us the best rates, get the valuation done. So they're going, okay, you're going to give us a loan at you know two point whatever. Let's see if we can save a couple percent with this bank. So we've had to do more than two valuations on a couple of properties. Yes, that's true. So that, you know, even the brokers are not uh, are playing the banks at their own game now because money is so cheap. Yeah. Yes. Online, you go to online, there's a one that you do 1.99% for the first uh, 12 months, and then we will be the cheapest rate after that so whatever the cheapest rate is they'll beat it by you know 0.1 of a percent yeah so there's a lot of cheap rates out there at the moment so yeah money's mm-hmm. cheap confidence is going to increase so the market i think will pick up
2: i think people will start realizing that it's a good time now and this fear of COVID is sort of ending people are becoming more confident right so i i think that uh there is light at the end of the tunnel and it's just getting people to realise that, you know what, life still goes on. We all, always need a roof over our head. So I can see people coming into the market a bit more. And with this lending, um, easing of the lending now was going to help a lot and this budget, I think is going to be a, a, a big bonus. Coming into between now and Christmas, but i see we'll find it more in the new year. The first quarter of the new year, I think, is where you're going to yeah. see a lot more activity. What we've got to do now is get some stock at the moment. Our stock levels are very, very dry and people right. are holding off. And there's not a lot of properties that have been selling. I've, I've had a look um, last month at the area that we live in. There hasn't been too much turnover there either. So well, that means that
0: it's coming. <coughs> maybe yeah. maybe your Christmas will not be as quiet as you think.
1: Okay, maybe. Maybe. I hope so.
0: Maybe it's going to be quite busy around Christmas because, you know, in Australia people are not uh, a victim of circumstance. We are bad, down, or really great. They're still moving, they're still getting on with lives. Yep. So yep. those who've been holding off about moving, well, they're still making that kind of move coming up to Christmas,
1: right? Rob and I, myself, we, uh, we've planned for this in August, saying we have to do a big push on um, uh, letterbox drops, marketing, and, and, and so forth in August, which we've started off in September. Um, to get into front of more people because we knew that the market would start to ease up. A lot of these owners are going to want to call their agency, in, so we could see that pick up. Um, hopefully, that those, like you said, start in you know November, December. Um, even if we're in the doors at November, December, and they're coming on the market in the new year, um, but we have prepared for that. That's hopefully fine. That's we, we
2: can sell them in two weeks. Oh, absolutely. We've done it in the past, but uh, um, we like last month. We had some some good properties that sold very quickly, so, mm-hmm. and that's a sign of, of you know, the more confidence in the marketplace.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: Okay, so, yeah. so closing off this podcast now, um, why Bankstown? Why should someone live in Bankstown?
1: You know, year, I've been in Bankstown 11 years. Um, year in, year out, I think it's the growth in Bankstown has outperformed the majority of the other suburbs in Sydney. Yeah. It's one of the highest growth areas in, the, in, in, in Sydney. Uh, just this year even through covid over the last roll in 12 months it's 7.6 percent growth i think it was right uh, so if you're an investor a homeowner whichever way you look at it uh, there's a train station right by you've got all the shops the amenities everything you need banks down hospital so homeowner investor developer it's always going to be a good in, a, a good purchase yeah all
0: the services being there all the service going everything's there mm.
1: it, it, the, and it's from sydney you're yeah, 20 minutes 30 minutes to the city. you Parramatta. You've got all the other major sh- business districts districts which aren't that far. Yes. But if you like a lifestyle, if you want to live in the middle of Bankstown, you don't have to have a car. As I said before, if you enjoy eating out, you can eat out at a different country every night of the week. <laughs> and that's the truth. That's the truth. Yep. From my office, we can walk down the street 50 metres and we could have seven different nationalities. Wow. A- 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 from... Japanese, to Chinese, to Vietnamese, to Indian, to Italian, to Lebanon, everything. And we'd walk 50... 50, 60 meters. Right. And, and it's good quality food.
0: And it's still it's still not that far from the city, isn't it? Hop on a train. Uh, I mean, it, on the train I how it's, long it's would it take? Twenty
2: five minutes. Right. I mean twenty crazy. minutes sometimes, express train, fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah, you said earlier that there was a university opening. I didn't know that. In Bankstown they're they're looking or not looking, they are going to build a new university in Bankstown. Oh wow. So there's always it's already gonna be it's gonna be part of the Milpera campus, because there's one at Milpera. Yes. But they're opening a, a second building in Bankstown, not far from where the library is so forth so there's another university coming into into bankstown itself i think that's going to be a big reason for units to go well that well for the investors it's prime if you're buying one betters uh, if you've got studios or one betters those students are going to want them while during COVID, it's not great because no one you know wants to rent but during normal you know you know functioning of the area that university will fill those one betters for the investors without a problem so I'm talking to a developer at the moment saying, well, I think we need to attract investors from outside of Bankstown, because there's areas around Bankstown, like Hurstville, Burwood, Caringbah, for example, that are overpriced. So they're buying two bedroom units for maybe 750. You can come and buy a brand new unit in Bankstown for 550, $560,000, two bedroom, two bathroom, brand new. Um, the rental return will be 500 a week, 510. Um, so it's actually positively geared. If you've put a yeah, ten percent yeah. deposit down, see, so it's actually positively geared. That's right. yeah, plus,
0: yeah. with the depreciation, you're you're winning and all they, the way to the bank.
1: Right, and then with depreciation, you're getting a good tax return, it yeah. offsetting your tax. Yeah. So why would we not try and then attract those investors outside our area to bring them into Bankstown? It's I think Bankstown it, as a as a investment area surrounds of Bankstown. There's little suburbs around Bankstown, um, which are also a fantastic area to invest. So it's the in. Uh, sort of the inner west it's the outside of the inner west which is sort of undervalued i think okay. i think
2: it's also a little city Bankstown is known as a city it's Bankstown city right, right. and the multiculturalism in in bankstown the different nationalities make it unique mm-hmm. and it is close to everything and it's affordable to buy in and it's been growing over the years so why not bankstown bankstown's a great area right great areas to live in i mean and in in the surrounding suburbs, good story is we, we, well, I had a, um, a property last month that yeah. we had on the market for a week and a half, and we ended up selling it for like $100,000 more than than what we told the owner it was worth. So that's... That's crazy. You know, so...
0: 27 or 28 years in Bankstown, you must have a truckload of contact, right? So <laughs> anyone who leads with you probably is listing with the whole of Bengtstown. So you probably <laughs> met them all when they moved in. <laughs> all right, thank you very much, boys, for this month. Thanks, us. Uh, we catch up you, uh, in November. Talk to you I'll soon. You
2: okay, thank you. Bye.